You are listening to The Real Faith Stories Podcast, interviews with people who chose to boldly follow their faith. I'm your host, Brian Robinson. Now, let's meet our guest and hear their story. This week, I'm pleased to introduce you to Jonathan and Kara Sparks, who are commercial real estate investors in the Dallas area. This was a live interview conducted by Andy Mason at the annual Heaven and Business Conference in April of 2023. I was in attendance at this conference during the interview, and I can tell you it was one of the most powerful faith and business stories I've heard. By the way, I highly recommend you check out Heaven and Business at heaveninbusiness.com. This year's conference will be held February 29th to March 2nd. You can look at the show notes for more information. Enjoy the interview. So it's just so cool to better encourage people with testimonies, with stories of everyday people doing this stuff and then learning from one another, what are they doing and how do they do that? And how, how could I apply that to my life? The goal being so that you hear the stories and it accelerates you encourages you and gives you practical steps to move forward. So as you hear their stories, just be listening. Holy Spirit, what can I learn from that? Holy Spirit, what do I need to know from their situation? So Jonathan, Kara, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Tell us just quickly, what's, what is your work and what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? And this group, this fantastic group called... Uh, kingdom business leaders from so Gateway. what is that it's a it's it's very similar to kind of what's going on here and what you were talking about andy is the power of being in a group on a weekly or a monthly basis with other believers i call it my spiritual advisory board right just being able to we meet have the accountability and have the perspective from different people from you know it investment vc capitalists um manufacturers to speak into your life and to hear from the holy spirit a different way of solving problems than you might from your own industry. So great. So the wisdom is found in the multitude of counselors. So tell us what's been the biggest shifts in you and your business in the partnership with God aspect. So what, what took you from doing business as a believer to doing business with God? That would have been, uh, five years ago. We actually had a, a spiritual mentor and, uh, he said, you know, have you, have you given your business to God or have you dedicated it? And we, we had dedicated, you know, we had company scriptures. We had stuff on our website that said how much we love Jesus and how we served our community. But we, we, it was our company that we asked him to bless. It was our company that we, we ran with his direction instead of his company that we stewarded. And so, uh, what we actually did was uh, within about the first week and praying through that and have a revelation, we fired our entire staff. I'm not being funny. We fired everybody. We shut the whole company down and we got rid of uh, some pretty good size multi-million dollar contracts with some large national ministries everybody in here would know. And we just, we shut it down. We said, God, we spent 15 years building a company our way and we now want you to build a company your way. And that was the start of something really dynamic. I must interject that his mentor at the time said, my goodness, I didn't mean literally go fire everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that's kind of serious. So he's like, Peter, he's 
you say, Jesus said, come, I'm there. So to listening to like even life's language with the rod, Moses laid down the rod. It sounds like you just, okay, this, Jesus, this is yours. And then, he's, and then what happened? Did it, obviously you're still in business or is it a new business? Did it change? What, what changed? Um, you know, we just started it. We, we suddenly realized the Holy Spirit was highly opinionated. He's got thoughts on everything. And before we would ask, you know, you get it. You, you have the big contract, the big client. Lord, what's your wisdom for this or that? But we hadn't thought about asking about the little things on the daily, right? Like, you know, he cares what laptop. He cares, uh, he cares where you go on vacation. Uh, he cares um, who you're going to spend time with, you know. And as, as we've gotten busier, one of the things we've had more trouble with now is guarding our time, right? So... Uh, we now, if people call for dinner or something, you know, it sounds very exciting, but Lord, do we go to dinner, right? Lord, shall we pursue or not? And it's just gotten to where it's really pretty easy because we don't make any decisions anymore. We try to make as few as possible. As few as possible. What about you, for, for you, Kara? What's been the biggest change? I think the, we always pray together, um, but the way that we pray together is so different, um, you want me to share the funny yeah. story? Okay. <laughs> You're going to make me do Not that. If you want to. <laughs> okay. So um, when he was talking about our time, he leads a, a kingdom business leader group for men and I lead one for, for uh, business women. And his group is growing and exploding. He's got a lot of young entrepreneurs. And every week he's like, oh my gosh, this guy called and I got to prophesy over them. The Holy Spirit gave me this. And he's like blowing up in all the excitement. And I'm like, oh, my group sucks. <laughs> I have one lady I don't like <laughs> and another lady that's just okay. Lord, what is, what is wrong with me? Why can't I have that? And so I was whining to him and he said, well, have you been praying about it? And I'm like, well, yes. He goes, by yourself? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, that's silly. And he put out his hand and we started praying and the next day, I got a phone call. Hey, there's this businesswoman that wants to take her, public, her company public. Do you have room for her in your group? And I'm like, yes. A few days later, I get another call. But the point of that was, even though we prayed together, uh, and I know better because that was just last week, um, you know, praying together just, you know, you put so much more to flight and you address so much more. And that small thing is so important in business. Even if your wife or husband is not in your business, they are your covenant partner. They are going to help have a perspective that, uh, that God will give them. And so it doesn't matter what the subject matter is. Your partner is so important and prayer is so important. And the multiplication that I've seen through the prayer and unity has been amazing. I love that. I just love it so practical. Just, okay, well, let's just pray about that. Well, let's hold hands. Let's agree together. So super practical as a husband and a wife, a spouse. If that's business, if your business partners and pray. If there's no one else in your team, I love it what Ariel and Andrea are doing. They're praying anyway and inviting the team in to pray. And it's practical, it's tangible, it's measurable, it's real. And it's, I love that. It's out loud. So I was just thinking, Andy, every business conference I go to, there's always that one keynote speaker that's like, I've got the secret to taking your company 5X. Here it is. You've been waiting for it. Here's the secret to take your company 10X. 
If you've been waiting for this, I guarantee you, I promise you, this will take your company 10x, this, right? When you pray by yourself, your prayers are effective, right? Prayers of a righteous man availeth much. But one put a thousand to flight. What does two do? Puts 10,000 to flight. So I ask guys all the time when they're like, Jonathan, I've been praying for my company and my stuff. I said, have you been praying with your wife? No. Do you want to pray for the next 10 weeks? No. Do you want to solve it in one week? Yes. Then get your wife and go 10X, right? That's the most powerful thing you can do. That's total chair one, isn't it? Like, I just love that. So that's right. So number one, don't dedicate your business, give your business. It's like that. Don't pretend I'm going to stay in chair one. Chair two, really, it's mine. Kind of pretend it's God. I do the tithe thing to kind of pay my dues, to rent my business back off God. No, it's his. So it's 100% his. I let it go. Now, they completely shut the thing down. That doesn't mean you do that. You're not a copy. You listen to the Holy Spirit. What's he calling you to do? So listen and obey. Uh, Praying together. Uh, wise counsel surrounding yourself with your spiritual advisors. It's a key. Uh, what's another story? What's your favorite story of partnering with God? Oh, tell us the green light, red light story. It's just real practical. So this, this just happened within the last year. We, were, uh, uh, we helped start a political pack in Dallas, and we had a, a meeting with a bunch of, of guys. And so when I came out of the restaurant, there was a guy that was sitting in the meeting. I didn't know him. I didn't know what his name was. And he, he's like, you seem heavy today. And, and I'm like, well, how would you know? You've, I've never met you before. <laughs> and I, that's kind of a rude thing to say. And I'm like, well, and I just opened up. I said, you know, last night I actually had a dream and I woke up thinking about over the past 12 years, there's three projects that paralyzed me in fear and I didn't do. Projects that I knew were good development and construction projects that I didn't invest in and didn't do because ultimately I had overanalyzed and just not executed on. He goes, what was the cost of that? And I, I thought that was such a strange question because I had figured it out, right? You know, you, get, you guys are number guys. I'm like $28 million. Over the last 12 years, I lost $28 million because of these three projects that fear kept me from doing. And he said something that was phenomenal. He goes, Jonathan, seed and resources can never leave a believer's life. It can only be stolen or it can be sown. Which, what happened here? I go, well, the devil stole it. He goes, then call that harvest back in. That was in December of 2021. And then he said something profound. He, his mentor was Reinhard Bunky. He said, Reinhard Bunky would call me every, uh, every Saturday night and be like, who are you speaking to? What are you speaking on? And uh, something that was kind of interesting, he said, if I said, hey, I'm speaking on the righteousness of God to blah, blah, blah. He said, Wouldn't you, didn't you preach that message three years ago in London? Don't you think they need a fresh word from God? And so he said, uh, I would also say often, I don't know if I'm supposed to go preach. And he said, Reinhard Monkey would say, go ye. Why are you asking? Why do young pastors pray and say, Lord, should I go? He said, the answer is, go ye. You go, unless the Holy Spirit says no. And I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, that's great. And this is still in the parking lot. He goes, so you're a businessman. Everything you lay your hand to will prosper. So why aren't you going, why don't you go ye? Red light, green light. He said, you ask the Holy Spirit over the next you know, couple months, when something comes up instantly, he said, those three deals that came, what were they instantly in your spirit? I'm like, they were all green light. He said, 
what did they end up being? And you know, other companies did them. They were all grand slams, right? They were all home runs. And I said, they were all green lights. He goes, what happened? I said, over a month or two, I analyzed, I, I thought through it. I let fear creep in and they became yellow lights than red lights. And so I came home and Karen and I, we prayed about this and we said, Lord, you know, no more fear. If you give us a green light, we're going to do it, whatever it is. So $28 million, 12, 12 years. By December of this past year, 2022, God had brought three new projects that we green-lighted. The value of those was exactly $28 million. <laughs> isn't, isn't that cheer number two? You've lost it. Cheer number one, he's the redeemer. Even the broken things, the destructive, he turns them around. He's not only that, he gives you something that you can give away to others so that others can get it and then run with it and don't have to do 28. Thank you for paying $28 million for us to learn that lesson. You're welcome. (laughs) And I'm glad that the Lord is repaying you because we could never. Is that right? Isn't this good? Kira, what's one of the other big lessons that you've learned in doing business? I think one of the biggest things is just not being afraid when you hear something from the Lord that seems big or is especially for me outside of my comfort zone. Um, I'm a very structured, um, I always say he's the visionary, I'm the wheels that makes it happen. And so to be married to such a great visionary and a now, thank you Lord for green, right, red light, but then, oh dear Jesus, green light, red light, because <laughs> that means we're gonna go faster <laughs> and we're gonna go more often. Um, and I think for me, what I've learned in the last um, several years is just, to rest in him and know that there's times to be uh, Martha, but there's also times to be Mary um, and to rest in him uh, and to rest in the gifts and callings of your spouse. Uh, and what you guys were talking about, know your, life was talking about know your lane and stay in your lane. That's the language we use. Like people are like, how do you work together? I'm like, I know my gifts. I know his gifts. I honor his gifts and I stay in my lane because when I get in his lane, it gets messy. So I think um, just listening and being intent to listen to the voice of, a, of the Holy Spirit and know when it's my time and when it's not. Because yeah. all vision with no wheels is not going to go anywhere. No. And all wheels with no vision is going to go somewhere, but it could be really bad. So I'm, I'm loving this, how God puts two people together to complement one another, not compete with one another. So talking about competing, Jonathan, tell us what your revelation is that is changed and transforming this group around mentoring and fathering. Well, there was a kind of a strange man, a Kiwi, ended up in my kitchen earlier this year. And uh, I was, uh, we'd had an event and I had um, uh, a gentleman there that, you know, one of my mentors, my business coaches and mentors. And and Andy kind of picked up on, you know, after he left, he goes, hey, you and this gentleman are kind of competitive. I'm like, you think? Yeah, of, of course we are. That's That's what business guys do, right? We get in rooms with each other and we kind of peacock a little bit and we... That, that's just what guys do. Um, he goes, uh, is, is that your spiritual father? And I said, I, I guess he might be. You know, he's a spiritual wise counsel. And he goes, but is he a spiritual father or is he a mentor? I said, I, I don't know the difference. And, I, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically what Andy said was that hit me so hard was, he said, a, 
a mentor, and now mind you, I'm, I'm mentoring two or three different groups at this time. And he said, a mentor says, hey, if you come along and do everything I show you to do, if you do everything I tell you to do, maybe someday you can be like me. A spiritual father says, let me come alongside of you. Let me develop the gifts and talents in you, and you can go so much farther than I ever went. And when he said that, I went, Lord, I don't have a spiritual father. I've, I've never had one. I've even had some people in ministry we've traveled with and stuff, but they still were, they were mentors, not fathers. And I said, Lord, I only know how to mentor. I, I don't know how to father. So within the next week, I went to, first of all, my team at our, our firm, and I repented to every single person and said, I've been mentoring you. I want to father you. And there was tears. I told, I told Andy, I have a bone to pick with him. He turned my office into a place of crybabies. <laughs> this, this is Dallas, Texas. We don't cry, right? And so, you know, I got all these construction guys just and crying. I'm like, oh God, what's going on here? This, I should have probably just kept mentoring them. But they, uh, uh, no, but in, in all reality, it, it unlocked something. So it went from guys coming to me with, hey, I kind of got a prayer direct quest to, this week with my wife, can you give me wisdom on this? My son's going through this. I think I'm going to lose him. I mean, just the stuff that started coming to, to both of us. I mean, what are some of the changes you saw in our team? Oh, my goodness. It just... Your bro- husband started crying. <laughs> it, just, it just broke open something. Um, Jonathan had a previous group that he mentored where it was all mentoring, um, and they just finished their season a few months back. It took him years to get these gentlemen to open up about the littlest things that they had. His new group that's only a few months old, now we know their deepest, darkest struggles. Cry babies. <laughs> their deepest, darkest struggles. And it's just been absolutely amazing that we have seen people getting free from porn addictions, families being restored. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. And in that, because um, their hearts are being healed and their families are being restored, their businesses are multiplying like wildfire. I, I just love that. Isn't that, and I'm just seeing this multiplication, but what, it leads me to this next question. Next question. So then Kira, you guys are traveling, you see a bunch of stuff, you have favor in your city. What are you seeing God do in and through business people in the marketplace? Well, um, one of our green light moments last year was um, Jonathan um, felt like we have uh, prophecies over us for Africa. And it's been over years and years and years. Well, um, the, la- this, the last few months before we went last fall, there was literally almost on a weekly basis, it got kind of crazy. People prophesying that we were going to Africa. Um, and so um, we felt a call to business people globally. Um, and so uh, we had a trip scheduled to go to, to South Africa and uh, we went with no plans, but knew God had called us to go to South Africa. So we went go ye, which freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> My planning person Part of me just like, oh, no. Anyway, so I got over that. And, but anyway, so we went, and in the going, as we, as we went, things unfolded. And, and it was just absolutely amazing. And what God showed us there absolutely revolutionized our business and our calling. Um, but what I saw globally is that 
um, the kings are sitting on the edge of their seat waiting to get involved. And the Lord said, I am going to use you guys to help bring the kings and priests back together because I never meant for them to be separated. And so um, what I'm seeing globally and in our city is just every time we start sharing the heart of the Father and the, the what we feel like God is doing in the earth, the kings are like, okay, where, where do we sign up? What do we do? Let, let's, let's go. And so it, it's just absolutely insane. And so the timing of heaven and business and what you guys are unleashing, and I keep telling you it's the catalyst. I mean, this is just such a catalyst for what I think God's doing in the lives of business leaders. And that what Janine spoke on was insane about being a giant because I feel like the giants have been sleeping and God is just gonna use you guys to wake them up and use all of us. So I'm excited. I love it. Wakey, wakey. So isn't, isn't this fun? Jonathan, what would you add to that? What are you seeing God do? Locally or beyond? I would actually maybe phrase it a different way. Um, it's what am I seeing him do, but he's limited. And the limiting factor is the people group and community represented in this room, right? We've left it to the priest for so long to carry the banner forward, to take the healing to the community, to take deliverance, freedom, prosperity. We leave it on them. But the influence that everybody in this room carries is so weighty, right? When, you know, this is what I said um, to some, some guys in my group. You know, we were, we were trying to grow a church in Frisco and it, it's been successful. We just built a new campus and uh, we're running about 6,000 now on the weekend. And our church as a whole, I think, runs 138,000 a weekend. But they were like, why isn't your campus growing? And I said, we haven't tapped the high leverage leaders. And they said, who, who are the high leverage leaders? I said, well, naturally, it's business people. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, you guys want to reach a city of 100,000. And you think you have to get the message to 100,000. I said, give me the 10 strongest leaders in the city they'll reach the 100,000. I don't need to reach 100,000. God, give me the 10 mighty men. Give me the 10 leaders. Minister to their hearts and their minds. They'll go get the 100,000. They already have the influence. The point is, the influence just in this room is millions, millions of souls, but we haven't flexed our spiritual muscle. We haven't come together as a group and say, man, we're powerful for the kingdom. We underestimate our authority and our ability to move mountains in our communities, our circles of influence, and we've let the pastors do that. We've let the priests do that, but we can reach a group they could never reach, which is other leaders. So the pastor, great, a kid gets saved and you know a 15-year-old at youth camp is saved. That's amazing. But the people you know, and the Holy Spirit's probably telling you right now who I'm talking about, you get them saved, you get their organization, you get their 150 employees, but you get 150 families. Now you're reaching 900 people, but you're not reaching those 900 people because you're reaching their neighbors, their friends, and their family. So when the church saves one in a youth group, that is amazing and heaven rejoices. But when you get one high leverage individual, you've reached hundreds or thousands and you've reached generations. It's a different thing. And we've, I don't think we've realized the power that we carry. I, I love it. I'm loving this. I love it when people say what you want to say, and they say it so much better than you. <laughs> so you two carry a mantle or a heart of a father for a city 
you've got the authority and the responsibility. You've stepped in it. And there's 100, 150 people in this room. There's people watching that need to be activated or charged. How would you do that? You can tell them I sent them questions ahead of time. So here's, here's what I would sense. I, I believe there is an anointing on this group. Uh, when I first came in, uh, you know, I'm like, is this, is this Bethel? Is this Heaven in Business? Is this Andy and Janine? Is it Leif? And then I realized there was a lot of Texans here, so it's probably a special grace from Texas. But they're... they're yeah, come on. Cheer to. But actually... <laughs> A little bit, a little bit, but but in all seriousness, though, what I did sense something, and it was an authority. But take this the right way: it was a neutered authority. It was authority that had been voluntarily given up. So here's what I'm going to ask. Here's what I'm going to ask. Stand up, please. I'm going to ask if you want this authority to stand up, right? Because it's it's yours to take. We're the ones that laid it down. So. You know, I don't think any of your pastors probably ever said you don't have authority. I don't think anybody ever told you you don't have authority. This isn't communist Cuba. Nobody took your authority. So that means each and every one of us in here, to a certain extent, has laid down our authority. I think today we can pick that back up. Um, So... I, I, what I keep sensing before we pick up that authority is, I just wanted, what I was going to say earlier is, I feel like the Lord is saying over each and every one of you that there is a dream that he placed in your heart. And it may be in conjunction with your business, but it may not. But God is going to meld the two together. And then he is, I feel like he is pruning right now um, the things off for you to walk in the fullness of the authority you're about to pick up and that he's going to unlock, I have been praying, unlock and unleash the voice over so many. And I don't feel it's just for some, it's for all of us. And so I thank you, Lord God, that as we are about to prophetically pick up the authority that you have given us, that you will unlock and unleash every voice in this room to the fullest capacity in which you have called them. Lord God, I thank you. Every instrument that they are, have need of right now is in them. You have deposited it in them before the foundations of the earth. Lord God, I thank you that the dream that you have over each of this person will come into fruition. Lord God, I thank you so much, Lord God, that you are not going to bring the dream to them. You're going to bring them to the dream. So Lord, I thank you that in the going, in the walking, in the green light that they are following, Lord God, that the things will fall off that have been hindering them in the name of Jesus. You got to have them pick Lord, up. we just, we do a prophetic act. Lord, we just pick up the authority that we have laid down. We pick it up. We pick up the full armor of God and Lord, and we put it on. Lord, we repent for laying down authority for giving it to the enemy, to our cities, to our pastors, to the churches, and not walking in the full authority that you have called and destined us to walk in. Lord, I thank you that you give a supernatural boldness to every person, every business represented in this room to go boldly proclaim the good news of the gospel, Lord, to speak the truth in love. But Lord, I pray for an uncommon boldness, an uncommon boldness 
Lord, to carry the kingdom into the marketplace. Lord, I pray for divine strategies on how to do this, how to unfold this in their markets, in their businesses, in their cities, in their countries. Lord, I pray for an equipping. Anything that we've laid down, any tool that you've given us, any gift that you have given us that we have not used, Lord, I pray that you bring that back up. Lord, you activate that. You multiply that. You multiply what you've put in them. Lord, we already know from this weekend that everything that they need, they already have in their hand. So Lord, we give you our hands. We give you our gifts. We give you our talents, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, not our dream. Lord, we learned that we have an upgraded dream this weekend, that you will give us an upgrade. I'm praying right now, Lord, you give an upgrade to the vision and to the dreams in this room and to the calls and to the destinies. Lord, let them see themselves as you see them, mighty warriors for the kingdom. Lord, we thank you. So here's what I saw as as we reached down. I didn't see you pick up a rod. I didn't see you pick up a business. I didn't see you. I saw you pick up a sheriff's badge. This is the Texas thing, probably. <laughs> and literally put the, put the badge back on. That's, you have, you are, and, and I was just reminded of this story of Jesus coming, the man coming to Jesus and saying, uh, my daughter is sick. He's a centurion. My daughter is sick. Uh, would you heal her? And Jesus says, I will come. And, he, and the centurion says, you don't need to come. Just say the word. And Jesus is like, what? what? What do you mean, say the word? And the centurion says, well, let me teach you, Jesus. He didn't say it like that. He says, I am a man under authority. My commanding officer tells me, go ye and I go. And stay ye and I stay. And I recognize that you're a man of authority. And so you just say the word and it'll be done. And Jesus says, I haven't seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. In all of the church, I haven't seen this faith. But in the marketplace, I see it. And so what I saw you doing is picking up that badge and put it back on. Father, forgive us for deferring our authority to someone. And I just put it back on right now. And I just... Bang it in. I say, I'm not going to take it off again. And this authority is not to build my own empire or kingdom. This is authority to build yours. I'm a man under authority. So, Father, I just want to thank you that just like we heard the testimony, that you redeemed 12 years and you redeemed it in one year. Father, where we've laid this down, that it's a green light unless you speak a red that we put this back on and that you haven't given us a mandate to go and be awesome. You've given us a mandate to go and make awesome people serve with awesomeness, that you've given us this mantle, like you said, to restore the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children, to release a spirit of the father, to destroy the spirit of the orphan, that we would see people all around us go further, faster, stronger, and longer. And everyone that agrees with that, just shout out yes. Yes. It is awesome. Like, just as you guys are talking, just there's an anointing on your life to activate people and recognize it. And you would have felt it. Like, as they're talking, you're like feeling like, man, we need to run. We need to, I got to run. I got to do something, shoot something, something going on. Like, we're going to do that's that's the spirit of God, like, stirring you to stand up, which is just so, so cool. 
If you are stirred by this episode and want to connect with other like-minded business people who are pursuing the Lord with all their hearts, I urge you to check out Heaven in Business. Again, that's heaveninbusiness.com. God bless you today.